0: Welcome to the Loose Farwood Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond.
1: Good evening. Good evening. We are joined once again by this mysterious stranger. Hello. <laughs> he won't leave us alone. <laughs> He's been sat here for the past week. They <laughs> <laughs> have not even gone home yet. Is your tent? Yeah. <laughs>
0: So what's been happening? Well, it's been Easter. It has been Easter. It's been a very busy Easter, I think, hasn't it? Yeah, what was the best egg you got? Did you get any eggs? I didn't get any eggs, no. Which I think is better. I got chocolate. I didn't get eggs. What chocolate did you get? I got this, well, I got a massive bar of Galaxy, which is like the king of chocolates. If anybody wants to dispute that, I will fight you. (laughs) Galaxy or dairy milk. Well, I think that's a stupid question
1: after what I've just said. Well, no, I could ask Bobby now. Well, go on then. Galaxy or Dairy Milk?
2: Galaxy. Yeah,
1: I agree, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe a debate. So, if you say Dairy Milk, we can't
0: be friends with you on this pod. No, I will, I will, be, I will bare-knuckle fight you. Yeah. <laughs> for a tenner? <laughs> yeah. No? no just, for for, just for a bar of Galaxy. Just for a Galaxy. So. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, but I think that's better. You get more chocolate and stuff, don't you? So, yeah, yeah. I agree, yeah. So.
1: well there you go. So we all got so we all got galaxy.
0: Yeah, not a good time to start a diet least, is it? No no. 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 It's like no That's, that's been put on hold. Yeah. <laughs> Till the end of the season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do a pre season, be right. Are you team playing this week?
1: Yeah. Are you away or at home? At home. Oh, you should get a team then, shouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Still early in the week, yeah. <laughs> that's true. And what have we got on tonight then? Uh, For for the Easter extravaganza. Well, obviously we
0: have the Super League review, but we've got two, yeah, this is round eight and round nine, haven't we, of uh, Super League. Um, We've got, Bobby's obviously here with his stats, run through the NRL, and then we'll be joined by Cast Tiger stats, won't we? Yes. Yeah, uh, Roy
1: from Cast Tiger Stats.
0: Yeah. Going on at uh, Castleford. And then Brian will be on with his predictions. And then that just about wraps us up, I think. You know, the jungle, or Weldon Road, as it was. Right. Is it still called the Menderhose Jungle? I don't know where we're up to with it. I think so. But I don't know where we're up to with it's it. just the name of the grave. It just makes me laugh. The Menderhose Jungle. Quite new one. <laughs> Buy your new hose jungle. Yeah, because otherwise it just leaks out, doesn't it? Really? Yeah.
1: Sprays out everywhere. I don't know, that's what I've always thought, but I'm sure there's more to it. Is
0: that even what they do? What? Mend hoses. Well, I would think so, yeah. It just seems like a silly business. <laughs> it's your favourite kind of sprinkler? <laughs> <laughs> the one that goes. Or the one that goes. Yeah. There you go. Right, Millhouse, let's move on. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everything's coming up, Millhouse. Good, uh, good, well, uh, Thursday and Good Friday, wasn't it? First round, round eight?
0: Yes. Okay. Good, well, good Thursday. Let's good start th- with Good Thursday. It's
1: morning Thursday. where the Queen gives money it's out to poor people.
0: Just She didn't give any to me. <laughs>
1: That's because she's not come out for a bit. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Right, yes, uh, good Thursday
0: then. Yeah.
2: Where do you want to start?
0: Um, should we start with Le Derby? Mm.
2: Do you know any French? Uh,
0: yeah. We. Uh, oui. <laughs> Le Derby. What's that
2: stand for? What does that mean?
0: The Derby. Yeah. Croissant. Mm.
1: Chocolate one are Anyway, Catalan 18, to
2: lose 10. Bobby? thoughts a bit closer than I thought actually uh, I thought it was a quite a great effort from Toulouse who uh, put up a bit more more of a fight than I thought they would but I suppose they have been playing well in France as well and like I said in my predictions they've not had really that away game so maybe they've done better because of that as well
0: I disagree go on well um Chan gets sent off don't he In the second half. Yep. And about, what, 50 minutes or so? Yep. So they've got half an hour to play with. Against 12 men, yeah. And they score one try. Yeah. What, 65 minutes or something? Oh, they did have two yellow cards of their own. Yeah, but... I thought the discipline was
1: shocking, really.
0: That's what I mean. Just a a culmination of things that I just thought, that's rubbish. I thought when the red card... Come out, I thought they, they probably should have done better than they did. And
1: then, as we saw on Monday, I don't really think they're learning the lessons that much either.
0: No. No, I just, I don't know, I just thought it was, it's alright saying, oh yeah, it, you know, they give it a good go. What they mean by that is they didn't get battered by 40 points.
2: Hmm.
0: They're still rubbish. Yeah. Yeah, true. In my opinion, they're still rubbish. And I thought, that when, when the, the red card come out, like I said, the, they definitely should have got more than one try. If they're yeah. getting Simbis, that's their own problem, that's their own discipline that they need to sort out. But when they've got an advantage of an extra man for half an hour, they need to be doing better than that. You've got to make the most of it, yeah.
2: Just to quickly circle back around to that, those yellow cards as well, I don't know if I missed this, but I think a Catalan's player got Simbin. Is there no team warnings anymore? Because that's twice now this season where I've seen two yellow cards, potentially, that mm. Mm. you would usually get a team warning for, and then it comes into play. Yeah, but and Matty
0: Russell got in, didn't he? It was for offside. Y- yeah, tactical. Yeah, like George these, Williams did. Yeah, they, yeah. Please, yeah, these tactical penalties. They
1: don't seem to give the big circle in the air anymore, do they? No. Which well, I you, don't know if that was just me doesn't missing doesn't seem a hardship to do, really. They must warn the captain.
2: Mm. They
1: must warn, you know sort it out, next one's going. But, but if you're in the crowd watching, or even on the television... You're not really seeing that, are you? So you, you're as surprised as anybody when the when the yellow card comes out because then your first thing as a fan is like, "Well, what's he doing? What's he giving that for?"
0: Mm.
1: Whereas if it's if he gives the warning sign, the warning signal, well, there you go, there your... you go, well, penalty. Oh, he told him, and you know then because you see the warning sign, penalty, and you're like, "Oh, he's going to go now." Yeah, yeah. Which is what which is what used to happen.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't understand why you would why you would get rid of that a signal to. Because what what are signals for? Signals are to inform the crowd of what the
0: penalty's for. Yeah.
1: Every signal is like that, to, to inform the crowd.
0: Mm. So, No, that's what I mean. It doesn't seem much hard. It's not no. like going out of the way to do it.
1: No. No, yeah. I agree. No.
0: But, if
1: I can move on to the next game. Yeah. Leeds 20, Huddersfield 20. And I understand what you're saying about to lose. The fact is, if to lose uh could have come out of Easter with one win and could have been off the bottom of the table.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's big big issues at, at Leeds, isn't there? Um I know obviously the game later on we'll get onto it a bit. I think they were a bit bare bone with the squad, but this this game I, I, I don't know if I missed something, but I was looking at the handicap. On the betting coupon, and I'm sure it was the they only had a two point start. Huddersfield? no Leeds. Or Leeds, Leeds had a two point start, which I thought was strange because Uddersfield had been playing so well, yeah. So I don't know if I've missed something, I never actually found out, you know, like if the yeah. Uddersfield had lots of injuries or something, I never actually found out the reason for that. But I thought That's, that seems an odd one,
1: yeah. And and the um. is it is it name only, is it is it. They're expecting Leeds to come out and then do something even though they're not, you know?
0: Possibly. It didn't seem a lot though, too. No. Mm. It didn't seem a lot.
1: No, um and Huddersfield had a, a good comeback in the last in the last few minutes. Yeah. Um and then nobody could slot over a um a drop goal in Golden Point, could they?
0: No, they couldn't.
2: No. Bit uh bit of a miss with the drop goals, but Again, just, just that, that Leeds thing, I mean, the I think it was the Luke Yates try. What what are they doing there? Just just drop on the ball. A lot of three of people have missed it and watched it go past them. He's just I can't mm. think who picked it up, but he just picked it up and passed it on the inside. He's got them right yeah. back into the game with about a I, minute to I, go.
0: I thought it would just feel we're lucky to get that try because obviously the defender put his hand out, didn't he? Yeah. He was facing his own line which forced it to go. Yeah, that's right. Um back towards their own line. Some reacted. Yeah, quickly. three of them mm. have missed it. I thought I just yeah. feel we're very fortunate with that, but yeah. make your own look but, sometimes. I as, yeah.
1: as you said about to lose in the last game, you take your chances. Yeah. You know, that's it. Um good to I think though, good to see. Um any rivals round, and it's good to see Leeds doing their bit though now to bring back the Leeds Bradford Derby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's all we're missing in rugby league yeah. now. Seem to be actually
1: doing more than Bradford to <laughs> to try and get that back, but, <laughs> you
0: know,
1: but fair anyway, it's fair me. play to Leeds, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, well, I, I suppose it's the only two teams left, really, in this rival. because it's not really a rivalry, is it? Warrington 32, Salford 18.
0: No, it's not a rivalry, is it, really? It's just the next closest after what's left.
1: Mm. Uh, it's unfortunate for Salford, because they're the, they're the only sort of, they're, they're in a... An area on their own, so to speak, aren't they really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's not I mean historically Swinton are... Yeah, I was just gonna say the the, the closest Alford, ones yeah. to them are in lower leagues yeah, that's like, right. like Swinton. It's a bit of a shame. So.
1: But uh, it's not that far away though, to be honest. it's Alford and it's only a trip up the river Irwell.
0: No, I mean it's not it's not treks, is it? But no. you know, it's uh... Um there were gaps in Salford's defence as wide
1: as the River Irwell, though, at times in this game, <laughs> I thought, because I, I just I thought the defence, Salford's defence at times, was woeful.
2: I thought the exact same thing. I wrote the same thing down, just the the shocking defence. I, th- I think until about the maybe the 16 nil mark, I don't think Warrington even scored one try that I thought, do you know what, that's really well worked, they've, they've pushed him out or anything like that. It was all just... Crash balls through the middle, big mm. big gaps, as you said. It was rubbish from Salford.
1: Well, well Toby King got a hat trick and didn't really have to work hard for it, I didn't think.
0: No, especially his mm. second one, is where they put the bomb up and Sio fell over. Yeah. And the first one, he, they just, he was strolled through a, a massive gap. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they're very, very <laughs> inconsistent at the minute, Salford.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, they seem
0: to be sliding down to consistent, but consistently the wrong, bad. The wrong way. Yeah.
2: Mmm.
1: Yeah. Um but Warrington coming back uh, nowhere near the best, I
0: don't think. At the moment. We'll come on to that on Monday probably. Mm. But um it, it looks like a game where they've just sort of papered over the cracks for well, two days, but Yeah.
1: On the same thing, had Wakefield been papering over the cracks the last few weeks then? Wakefield four, Castleford thirty four.
0: I don't think they've been papering over the cracks. I think they've done some good work and and had some good wins, but um, I think I think it was Matt at, at, down at Bellevue. I think he tweeted that the he seemed to think that they had like a, a, a really bad mental issue when they played Cass mm. and they just can't. I read that. Yeah. he did say that. Yeah. Uh, how much truth is in that? you know. You'd have to be closer to home for that to yeah. answer that, but
1: well, they've been dominant in the fixture since 2015.
0: Yeah, Cass, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's 14 nil at half time, it's pretty much game over, isn't it? Yeah, uh, in a derby like that, to, to ask them to come and score three unanswered tries is a big ask.
1: And and do you know, that was that's what hurts fans most. If you lost 34 4 at home in a bad game, you think, well, that wasn't good, but when it when it's against
0: your nearest and dearest.
1: Mm.
0: It it it's, all, um, all you ask is highlights. for them to, to run yeah. and not stop for eighty minutes, really. Yeah.
1: Well, they did stop at one time.
0: For the try of the season. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to
1: take us through that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Well they're having um is it a handover or something? I got whatever it is, but they're, they're they're having to play the ball on their own ten Wakefield, aren't they? Um and referee blows to, to restart. Uh, the guy plays the ball, except the hooker's not looking. He's having, a, it, yeah. Yeah, he's, having a, he's having a chat with whoever behind him plays the ball. Paul McChain's at marker, just picks it up and runs in. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you'd think, right, that would win, hands down, the wet paper towel defence of the, of the week award. Yeah. But we have got another contender later on. Yeah, we so, have. I'm not going not going to say too much on that, but it is a, a massive contender, isn't it? Mm. And we might have to put that out in a little poll, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um and then the two the two games on Good Friday, um Hull Kingston Rovers bragging rights go to East Hull 16-4 winners over FC.
0: Yeah. Um really good game. The two games on the Friday were excellent, I thought. Um Lachlan Coop was by far man of the match, I think, and and was sort of looking back to his best then. Um, which I did say last week that he looked like he was getting back to his best, and uh, um, to to back it up with a performance like that in the Derby, I think just just sort of shows it. So, um, but yeah, they they were, they were I thought they were really good. And he'll be um, a
1: massive boost for them going forward, I think, Coop, because we saw that at St Helens last season, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I thought. Um towards I, th- I thought when he first came over to Super League I actually thought he might be a little bit past it but wow he's he's really impressed in the league for both Saints and and now Hull KR um yeah like Callum said I think he's just really getting into his stride again now and he's looking top notch once again
1: I think one of the hardest things to do at the moment is predict how both Hull teams are going to go at the minute
0: mm yeah the um I mean, we've said it all season. Hull FC are really win one, lose one, aren't they? And really inconsistent. And and Hull KR now seems to have had a bit of a slow start, but um, seems to be picking up a bit, of, yeah. bit of speed now. So, and then the other issue is this as well: was that you're not supposed to eat meat on Good Friday,
1: are you? No. Um, but uh, Brad Fash
0: <laughs> seemed to uh, want a little, uh, well, a little finger, Buffy, didn't he? He did have a little finger buffy, yeah, so that uh, fish he had for his dinner has not satisfied him, has he?
2: <laughs> Landed him in a bit of hot water as well. I
0: think it has, I don't
1: know. I don't, has he been...
2: Yeah, I think he got a grade E for it.
1: We, not, we don't know what the outcome like, I don't think we like. know the yeah. outcome. Yeah. No, no. Not.
2: I think it'll be tonight.
1: Okay. Um, probably a question for you just before we finish on this game. Um, can you put these mullets in order of uh, heroicness? Brad
2: Fash, Ryan Pappenhausen, Callum. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it in that order at three, two, and one. So Brad Fash in third or yeah. first? No, in, th- in third. Right, and then Ryan Pappenhausen in second, and I think Callum takes the crown with one. Yeah, good answer. <laughs> Fair enough. <Yeah>. Good answer.
0: <laughs> and then
1: also taking the crown uh, in the other big derby on Friday, uh, Saints twenty-two, Wigan four, and we have to say that when we had our fans on last week, Gray predicted this, didn't he? Because he, he wasn't worried at all about any scores or anything, was he? Or, or Wigan coming close?
2: No, he wasn't. And in hindsight, he was, uh, he was very much right to be confident because Saints were just fantastic on the day. I think they really showed the class. And um, especially when they had two tries disallowed and then they went... Down themselves as well. I think it's yeah, It's very easy just to drop your head at that point, but they yeah, didn't. They really showed why, I suppose, the, the champions for the last three years and really just cracked on and just like like, like Gray predicted, yeah. just cause, finished well.
1: Yeah, because other teams could have buckled, couldn't they? As Bobby said, they had two tried this a lot and then Field put the accelerators on again, didn't he?
2: Mm, yeah, I mean,
0: and like he says, yeah, it's easy for you to drop and go, well, it's just not our day today, yeah. but. Right. Um, turned out that they were the only points that Wigan scored. Yeah. I think second half was a bit
1: of a masterclass from Saints. Yeah. The first half was really competitive, and I thought the second half,
0: they really turned the screw. Yeah, they did. They turned it on second half. I'm still not convinced by the, the hurl no try. I don't see where he's seen... You hear the video, I think it was Chris Kendall, you hear him say the separation there, and I still don't no, see I, it. I couldn't see it. Particularly
1: bat- when it's been sent off as, as a try, yeah. and then we're going to come to the Monday decision yeah, the, in the whole game.
0: The the Bachelor one, yeah, fair enough. You can see the ball sort of change direction, mm. and he hits it, and you see it then hit Fields' arm. Fair enough, I ain't got a problem with that. The horror one, I'm, yeah, no, I, I I couldn't see that one. Uh, quick shout-out to, to James Bell, who I thought was excellent on his... Uh, competitive debut as well. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Yeah, um, he
1: signed from was it was it Lee Lee? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I mean he's I think he's like twenty eight or something. So he's not exactly a young lad. But for for his first games, we were thrown into that. Thought he did excellent. Yeah, um, and then the obviously the other big talking point um, was the Sam Powell crusher tackle. So what did they make of that one?
1: I think it gets worse every time you look at it. Yeah, and I think when you look at it. You sort of look at it through, you know, through half squinted eyes. You know, covering your fingers up like a horror film. Mm-hmm. I thought it was terrible tackle. It's a end.
0: it's a textbook crusher tackle. It's... And I'm not quite sure how he's not ended up with a red card.
1: No, I mean I think Benny's. Is, is it on Benny's? Yeah. And I, th- I think he was quite lucky to come away from that unscathed. Mm. And I, and I, you're right. I don't understand how a referee can be five yards away from that with a clear view. And then not act on that with a red card. Uh, that that's what I don't understand. And I think that's that's
0: well not only that as well. Like I I think it really I can't say for certain, but it looked like you weren't going to blow up for it until players ran in. Mm. To yeah,
1: me, I think it was was it McCarthy scars. Bobby, yeah, I think it,
0: Roby had a bit of a portion. and, and then, he
1: could have gone for a yellow card as well because he went he ran in and grabbed somebody by the neck and, and yeah. head in in mm. hang, anger at the the Powell tackle.
0: Yeah, but to me it was. As clear as anything, it was the most obvious crusher tackle I think I've ever seen. And I can't be certain, but to me it looked like it wasn't going to blow up for it. And then he said, it's a clear crusher tackle, have a yellow card. Yeah. Mm. Well, if it's a clear crusher tackle, is that not a red, red, card. red card? Yeah. Or am I getting lost with the rules somewhere? I don't know, but then Harold been banned for two
1: games for a crusher tackle, which mm. I must admit didn't really see or take much notice of it at the time.
0: No, and I don't think anybody else did, they, they certainly no. didn't. But, um I don't know. But if if that I mean I've seen the tackle. Yeah. So same. if that's a two game ban, I mean mm. if, I think Powell's been charged with a grade E. Yeah. And is is probably um along with the uh Brad Fash one, probably announced while we're recording as usual. Yeah. But um should if that's a four to eight game grade that's got to be an eight game. I would think so. Yeah, you would have to imagine so. If the horror won two, yeah, if you're going that's, off, that's got. I mean, be yeah. In
1: terms of foul plays, that as bad as the Will Price tackle.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. the same sort of thing in it. potentially for, for the for yeah. the ball carrier. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the. It could end up in the same result, like say yeah.
1: One little comedy moment on that was did you did you hear the uh, uh, Tommy Lulua give him a penalty away when he he tackled Parsi. And he gave a penalty. Uh, the referee says, a penalty. He said, you, you've tackled him off the ball. He didn't tackle him. He said, if he had have tackled him, he'd have known about it. Did he? <laughs> yeah. To the Excellent. referee.
2: <laughs>
1: she thought was great. Excellent. He still get the penalty away though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a big hitter, isn't he? Yeah. For somebody's size. I think that was the, that the penalty right on half time that, that put Saints 12-4 up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, that, that wrapped round eight up, did it, on Good Friday. Yes. And then, then, I don't know why, when we used to do this all the time, it didn't seem as severe. This, this time round, this season, this week, I feel as though teams have been really depleted this week. Yeah. And what you'd notice as well is there's a lot more points scored because the defenders are so tired. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it felt strange, didn't it, this, this time round for some reason? Yeah,
1: yeah, very different. Very, very different. Um, I mean, I'm going to start with Castleford 16, Leeds 14, and Leeds had plenty out. And there was a um, there was a Sinfield
0: playing. There was a Sinfield playing, yeah. Not that you'd have known it with the commentary team, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think they missed that one.
1: <laughs> Did they show his dad in the crowd
0: as well, by any chance? Um, I don't know. Now and again, I didn't see that bit. I I, I was at work when the game right. was on, so I only caught a bit. So but
1: probably now and again. Um, this is a, this is a difficult one. This this game sixteen fourteen, and we'll ask Roy about this in a bit. But mm. uh, it's a good win for Cass because it gives them four points over Easter. Yeah, but they've they've played a severely depleted team, and perhaps they would have expected to win by by more.
2: Yeah, um, I think everyone did though. I don't think just Cass or Castleford fans in general. I think that, I think the whole of Super League would have expected a big Castleford win, um, especially with you know you look at Friday, Cass having what you would call the probably the easier game of the two with it in, in terms of score lines. Mm. Um, Cass winning quite comfortably where Leeds kept it to to 20 all you'd think that Cass would have done the same thing really but yeah credit to uh, to Leeds I suppose um maybe this is the start of something for Leeds i know they've only took one point from this weekend but is this the the start of of Leeds coming back into it now well, you're right you say that but they've won one in nine
1: and every week we say oh well, I'll pick Leeds for this i'm not quite sure why mm-hmm. they've won one in nine
0: Hmm. It's. I mean, it's nowhere near good enough, is it for for uh, a Leeds team? No. Um. And James Bentley has picked himself up another two match ban for that, a, a uh, reckless high tackle. That was just right.
2: stupid, right? A very very silly penalty to give away, and in the end, cost him the game.
1: Well, I also heard today that Curtis Siren has picked a two match ban up for St. Helens as well, for a late hit in their game. Um. So. Who's I'll tell two what? I'll give you three names, the biggest liability to their teams at the moment. Okay. Simenon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Bentley, mm. Zane Tativano.
0: I would throw another one into that as well. Go on. Luke Gale. Who's got himself a two match ban? Right. And he's captain.
2: Yeah, and that's for a very silly thing to do as well, that one. It was, it was for a trip, trip, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah.
0: Um i I'd, I'd be leaning towards Luke Gale. Le- Leeds fans, not happy now with, with James Bentley at all. Just seems to be some sort of, I mean, I'm not saying he is, but the best way to describe it is some sort of, like, roid rage. Yeah. Like, see, he had that horrific injury um, at St. Helens, and, and since he come back... Like he's got to prove a point. Yeah, but... He just seems to be a completely different player. Real, really, really angry. He mm. would definitely fight you for your Barra Galaxy. He wouldn't win, but... <laughs> 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 but he would, though, wouldn't he? he? would, oh, yeah. Yeah. He'd so, fight me for a dairy milk, and who yeah. does that? <laughs> <laughs> but um,
1: Reese Martin, all 14 points for Leeds as well. Yeah. So uh, can't
0: can't accuse him of not pulling his weight, can you? No, and I'm pretty sure they wanted to get rid of him, some of them.
1: Yeah. Mm. So, um, and then the champions backed up uh, 24-12 away at Huddersfield.
0: Yeah, um, a, a, a strange one. Really, cause from what you were saying before about sort of everybody feeling depleted and maybe it's because they, they've not done it for a couple of years and it, Really, I don't know, it it, it's, it just, like you say, it just had a really weird feeling throughout the entire uh, Monday to me. Well, well, you mentioned to me, Bobby, didn't you, about
1: um, Huddersfield were quite, po- even the loss were quite positive because of the number of plays that they had out. And you reeled off a list to me, I think. Yeah. Um... I think McGilvery was out, Farge was out, Hill was out. Uh, you know, uh, McQueen, McQueen, Lutelli
2: mm. Yeah, there's quite a few players. There's there quite a few
1: that were um, that were out, and you add them in. And I know Saints had players missing as well, but you not as many in. as that. I don't think. No, they had about eight players. I think that you yeah. ran off
0: to me. I think. Mm. Like I know, obviously, Lewis Dodds now out for this season, which is a huge miss for 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 Saints and and and, and a little bit for England, I think as well, because I think, I think, think right. he would have had a really good case to, yeah. to be in that squad. Yeah. Um, so. Obviously, wishing him a, a speedy recovery. Yeah, um,
1: it's going to get tougher for Saints now.
0: It is because they are, they are picking up quite a few injuries. I think Matou is and suspensions. Yeah, Matou mm. is out. Uh, Simonin two match ban again. Um, he yeah. is becoming a bit of a liability for them. Um, I think Conrad Hurrell's now got a, a two game ban as in like we said before. Um, Regan Grace is still out. Apoartis always out. Yeah, made of biscuits him. Yeah,
1: uh, I think it's, uh, somebody else head assessment as well. I think there was. Oh, Knowles, yeah, Knowles, Morgan, Knowles yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, so
1: that's you know half a team that's uh, out for again to, uh, to go into this week. They play away at Cass, mm. who are on a well a bit of a confidence boost with two wins on the chart.
0: That's this. It's, I think looking at the, who they've got injured and who they've got suspended is a really really winnable game for Castleford. Yeah. They're not going to yeah. get a better chance to beat. The champions, I don't think. No, no,
2: I agree. That's right. Just uh, just very quickly, I just remembered what you were saying about Hurrell being out for, for two games. Do you think players should be banned for Easter Monday if they pick up the suspension on the Friday? Or do you agree with the, the rules that they don't have time to challenge it and therefore should still be allowed to play?
0: Yeah, I agree with the rule, to be honest. Yeah, I do. And I think not only that, I think if you play in two games in three days... On your um, squad available. Yeah, you sort of need that. On, yeah. Yeah. But then you know, if somebody goes and knocks somebody's I, head off, I have a similar yeah. thing with cup finals and grand
1: finals. Mm. Unless you know, if you're if you get banned the week before, unless you unless you're banned for you know a serious foul play, mm. you know a grade is it grade E or whatever it is, mm. you know it should be a play. Yeah, for if, me. if
0: you go, oh, you've been charged with a grade. D or yeah, higher, a,
1: a late a late hit and a one match ban, or well, that rules you out the challenge cup final at Wembley. Mm. I, I don't think that's right, personally. No,
0: but I think I think in terms of this, and and you're talking about player welfare and and, and things like that, then you need to have everybody available yeah. that you can. Mm. I think,
1: and you've got the issue that if it's a red card that's overturned, mm. they wouldn't they wouldn't it wouldn't make they'd, they'd have served a ban. Yeah, so that that can't be right, can it? No. So, so yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. I do. Um, Salford dragging themselves into the mire, uh, defeated at home thirty six ten by Catalan Dragons.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I, I just I think Catalan were too good for them on the day. A uh, lot of lot of positives coming out of Catalan at the minute, um, but again, just I know I know you've said it over the last few weeks, but Josh Drinkwater is fantastic exceptional. I think everything I, I watched the I watched the highlights of that game and everything just came through him mm. every ball every kit it, it was it was brilliant to see and I, I think what a fantastic season and especially in that game he had
1: who's he eligible for in the World Cup just Australia or was he is he eligible for I wouldn't know without somebody looking. else no I wouldn't know either mm. but because he's not going to get in the kangaroos team is he Oh, no. But he, but he'd certainly do a job for, if he was eligible elsewhere. I think
2: like mm. a like a yeah. Lebanon or something. Like well,
1: yeah, whoever you know. I'm not quite sure, but um, yeah, definitely.
0: Apparently, um, he has German descent. They're not in it, are they? No. Oh well. But I don't know how much. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like Australia or nothing, to be honest. Yeah.
1: Callum Salford have only won one in eight now.
0: Yeah, like I said before, they, they seem to they were very inconsistent at the start start of the season, um, and then they they seem to be on a, a steady decline now.
1: Well, they won the first two games, if you remember, and Louise came on, didn't she? Yeah, and she wasn't getting uh, overly carried away with that, was she?
0: No, the, the thing with them, when I watch them, I really like watching them because the point, and I've said it in the past, the points that they score and some of the attacking rugby that they do is, is really good and and really enjoyable to watch. But their defence is sieve-like. Yeah. There's just holes everywhere. And that's the problem for them at the minute. Yeah. Because they can score points. They've shown they can score points.
1: Is that a similar problem for Toulouse, because Toulouse went down twenty eight twenty four at home to Hull Rovers, and I thought this was probably the the best chance they had of picking up another victory.
0: Yeah, well, Bobby predicted them, didn't he, to pick up two points on the prediction league last week, and it nearly came true. It was, you know, and the, the logic was there, but um, yeah, they, they, I mean, they've they've got bigger problems then. you know. He's talking about them scoring points and stuff. Um, they've won't, they, well. They scored 140 points to Salford's 176. Right. So it's not too dissimilar, no. but they've let in 257 in nine games. Yeah, but Salford have let in 246. Yeah, so it's so it's, I suppose I suppose I suppose when you look at it like that, then it is quite similar. I just feel like they've got <laughs> bigger issues from maybe, maybe it's because the points that they score aren't as spectacular as some of the ones that Salford have. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe if you put Ken
1: in into lose his side, maybe it might swap round. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think though, big effort from all KR, eighteen four down, um, coming off the back of a of a a brutal derby, mm. and then and then coming back to coming back to win. Um, you know, three days later, I think that's um, a commendable effort. I think from uh, from Rovers. Yeah. yeah,
0: really good. They've had a really good Easter. They'll be they'll be. More than pleased with the way that they've done it as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, I predicted last week, I predicted that a big win for Wigan was on the cards. Um, I thought they'd bounce back um, really well against Wakefield, and that was the case. Wigan 54, Wakefield 10.
2: Yeah, um, you did. And I think... No one could take that away from you. It was a, a, a bold prediction, especially coming off like what what we said could be a a close game between Saints and Wigan. But they they made mince meat of Wakefield, and again, just really poor Wakefield defense for me. Everything was just easy. It was just up the middle. They they very rarely got it out wide, and I think it was just a lot of crash balls up the middle stuff. And
1: um, superb effort. Um, masterclass from Bevan French and Jay Field. Uh, the first try from Bevan French was exceptional. Yeah. Where he turned Gaskell inside out. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gaskell was literally looking the wrong way for, for when he when he turned and he dummied,
0: went, and, you know... I'm
1: not sure who's quicker out of the two of them.
0: No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but... Uh, it's all right doing it at Wakefield, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Got to do it against the big teams. Yeah. Well...
1: Wakefield's aggregate score was uh, an 88-14 loss
0: over Easter. Not good, that. All the, all the hard work games. that they've done over the last few weeks in the league uh, just unravelled very quickly. Yeah.
2: I mean, you could argue, you know, you go even a week further than the than Easter and they've conceded over 100 points in three games. Yeah. Again, in the Challenge Cups, you know, including in Challenge Cup, yeah. so.
1: They've got to get back on the horse horse quickly, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: And then the last game of Monday saw the real real controversy of the weekend, wasn't it? Hull 18, Warrington 16. Uh, It was a real grind.
0: Yeah. um, And it could have gone either way. It was a proper Easter Monday game, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Mm.
0: In terms of tired bodies. There was a lot of mistakes. Yeah. A lot of handling errors. Yeah. Uh, not not much spark,
1: especially in the second half. It was a it was a proper sort of five drives and a kick all the second half, wasn't it?
0: Really fatigued game, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: and then when uh, when Warrington went over to make it 16-12, he thought, okay, that might do it, mm. especially if he got the kick, which he did, which I think would have missed from the touchline. Yeah, um, but then with a with a couple of minutes left, Manu Mao. Uh, crashed his way over, did he get it down?
0: Don't know.
2: It's it's one of them where whatever the ref puts up on the field, you have to go with, but then that causes controversy again. Again, if you go back to Friday and you look at the Hurl try, he sent that up as a try, so... Where's the sort of difference Do you know what that, I mean it's... that was
1: that was a real one that last night, whichever way the referee sent it, yeah, that's the way it was going to go on yeah. the video ref because there was nothing conclusive either way, so what I thought was when Chris Kendall sent it up, you could see the cogs whirring in his mind, yeah, to see whether or not it was a try because he really deliberated in his own mind and he took his time and he he he, he and he went time off. And then he, he, he slowly drew the screen in the air and said, We have a try. And mm. he really wasn't sure in his own. You could see it. You could
0: actually see it on screen that he wasn't sure. You would think he's just gone with the try as a sort of benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Yeah. Yeah. In his own head, like before he made it. But then that influences the video ref. The video mm. ref. There was, to me, there was no evidence
1: of that ball being grounded.
2: No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think if you're a referee and you cannot be 100% sure that that ball is grounded or, you know, I mean, that's why we get the video ref if you're not 100% sure. So I'll change that. If you're not more than 50% sure that that ball is grounded, I don't think you can send that up as a try. And I think the fact that he really had to think about that, that, probably should have influenced the decision to go was no try.
1: Well, Dowell Powell was quite scared about it, as you'd expect. Yeah. And said that, like, the rules need changing. mm um, Because he said, you can't you can't win games on guesses. No. And that's what the referee did. He guessed whether it was a try or not. Um, I still don't... I, I've said it for a long, long time. I don't see any benefit in this try or no try sending it up. If you send it up, it's because you're not sure. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's a try, and I think that's where rugby union get it right over us. In, the, in when they just say, you know, when they say, "Oh, Quentin, it's Tarquin," mm. you know, um, <laughs> is there any reason, is there is, is, there any reason why I can't, I can't give this try from Percy? Don't they? Yeah, and that's what they, and that, but that's what they do. Yeah. No, it is what they do. So if you would have said that last night, is there any reason why I can't give this try? I said yeah, because I can't see the ball on the ground. There's no evidence to say that it's not it's been, it's been planted.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Mm. Does the referee give there
0: if Warrington are at home? <laughs> Don't know. You would like to think he'd still give a try. Yeah. Mm. If that's his decision. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not saying he's cheating. I'm no, not saying no, I'm anything just, like that. No, I'm just saying, no, no, no. Is no. it
1: influenced by the fact that it's... At Hull. Yeah. 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 And you've got the crowd baying for a try. Yeah. Who knows? It's hard to say. Don't know, but it, it just left a sour taste. That to be to be, quite honest.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree, Tom.
2: Oh, uh, just before we move on, I've got to mention the second wet paper towel defence award, um, which was the Dowell Clark try. Did did either of you catch it?
0: I did. Yeah, the quick tap.
2: Yeah, that is a a poor mistake from Hull, really. And how can every single player on the pitch have their back to the, to <laughs> team, the penalty? The
1: team player's looking at the posts. What are you doing? <laughs> at their own posts. Yeah. Well,
2: just, I mean, they're
0: obviously they're not used to the quick taps, are they? Yeah. But I love it, You know, I don't see any reason why they, they can't do that. I'm
1: glad they let it go. Yeah, yeah I am.
0: But then it's like, well, you've ne- not give one all season and all yeah. of a sudden you're doing it. You can't just. Yeah. It just seems inconsistent. I think, I think we do need to put a poll on, though.
1: Yeah, definitely for the
2: wet
0: paper towel defense of
1: the of the week award, whether it's Hull uh, for that or whether it's Wakefield yeah. against Castleford, yeah, definitely. definitely. I'm not quite Wigan. sure. Oh, <laughs> Wigan! Yeah.
0: Castle uh, Wakefield against Wakefield, Wigan. Yeah, it mean. yeah. will sit to those two, I think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. <laughs> it's Bobby's stats of the week.
1: It is. And it's that time. And he's here. Hello. <laughs> How many stats we got? Uh we've got
2: six this week. Okay, let's hit let's hit us with your rhythm stats. <laughs> okay. Uh start with the first one. We've got one NRL one that we'll just uh blast off from this weekend, which is uh I found this one quite surprising that the the St George Dragons actually have the best Easter weekend record in the NRL really yeah they've won 17 from 23 including being unbeaten on Easter weekend in the last nine attempts
1: they play one game though don't they
2: <laughs> yes. oh, yeah oh yeah it's
1: not that you know
0: not like us hard boys over is it, it. <laughs>
2: it's not that
1: impressive is it no but well done the dragons yeah
0: I suppose. Aww. No, that's not No. Ruffled hair.
1: That's nice, isn't it? Good for yeah. good, good for trying, good try, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Um, number two, uh, I will pick this one up because you've uh, already briefly mentioned it, Andy, which is uh, Reese Martin becomes the first Super League player to score all of a team's points over double figures in a game. Okay. So, well done to Reese Martin. Yeah.
1: 14 points, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh stat number 3 uh, St Helens have the best Easter Monday record of any team in the league. They've either backed up or bounced back after a after Good Friday uh with 17 wins to 4 losses.
1: Mm, okay. That's that's more impressive than the Dragons.
2: Yeah. They
1: are the real
0: Saints.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the real Red V. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, number four. Uh, Stat number four. Uh, Lachlan Coote becomes the first player in Super League to be man of the match in a Hull derby and a Saints and Wigan derby.
0: Mm. Excellent. That's a good effort. That is a good effort. Yeah. Well done, Lachlan Coote. Mm.
2: Yeah. Next one. Uh, Stat number five. Uh, Greg Eden becomes only the fourth Super League player to score a hundred tries for a single club in a hundred games or less, Eden has now scored a hundred tries in ninety-four games. Well done for Castleford, effort,
1: isn't it? Particularly when he he lost his career a little bit for a time, didn't he? Mm. Was it when he went to the Broncos mm. and then came back? And, and he wasn't a winger then, was he? I
0: think he was more of a full fullback, back, wasn't he? And he, he would catch the ball, so yeah. I didn't help.
1: And he's really sort of picked himself up and reinvented himself so I think that's I really think good for he even had a little
0: point. bit of a stutter at, at Cass yes he did where they didn't pick him for yeah for pretty much a full season or so and yeah so he's done well where did he start off was it was Huddersfield wasn't it think.
1: yeah, yeah. Um, well done that's the, really good that
2: just to continue the, other, the only the three players to do it were Joel Monaghan he got 100 tries in 100 games
0: he was good mm. Mm.
2: Uh, Leslie Vinercolo, he got 100 tries in 99 games.
0: He was pretty good as well. Yeah, (laughs) he he wasn't bad, was he?
2: And Josh Charnley, who got 100 tries in 91 games.
0: Oh, when he was at uh, Wigan. Yeah, always been a trying machine, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, always. Uh, And my last stat of this week uh, ends with a bit of a positive, which is Tony Smith. Becomes the first Super League coach to reach five hundred games in the league. Well done. Yeah,
0: some effort that. Yeah. Um, really good effort.
2: In total Congratulations. In total, he's coached a total of six hundred and ninety-two games in all competitions. And he has a fifty eight point eight percent win rate. It's
1: not bad, you know, considering some of the teams it's been at as well.
2: Well, I think there was an article. Where this he's, week. you know
1: where he's picked them up from, if you like, to improve yeah. them, you know. Thinking yeah. I'm thinking teams like Huddersfield. Uh, uh, even whole uh, KR, yeah, you know they, they're not. He's it, not gone into places where guaranteed success. No, no.
2: even at Leeds, he didn't. He, you know, he had to build a little mm. bit of Leeds. Um, yeah, but I think there was something this week, and I think his, I think his first job in Seabees was Huddersfield, and he lost his first thirteen games mm. um, in the that's first right. season at Huddersfield. So, yeah. you know, that's right. But what a coach he's been, and and well done to him for reaching. 500 games in the league yeah, and effort
1: and do you know what as well I've, we've said it before on Here, every player you come across who's ever played under him always says oh he's the best coach I've ever played under mm. don't they It's a man
0: I mean you don't have to look at them numbers and percentages and stuff to realise how good he is I think you've so. got something about you if you've got that many games under your belt yeah and at nearly 60% win rate yeah unbelievable yeah mm. man you
1: say that but Neil Warnock's got about a thousand
0: 1, games hasn't he Master. he's horrible <laughs> anyway right. <laughs> right well done bubbles. that was good that yes Thank you. very well done Bobby you call that a knife this is a knife
1: that's not a knife that's a spoon
0: yep NRL time and I think Andy's just going to very quickly run through uh, the results of last week yes I don't even know what round we're on to
1: be honest. I can't remember. But here's the results. Raiders, 12. Cowboys, 18. Rabbitohs, 36. Bulldogs, 16. They're terrible, aren't they? Which one? The Bulldogs. (laughs) Yeah. They're rubbish. Panthers, 40. Broncos, 12. Panthers look untouchable again, don't they? Yeah. Sea Eagles, 26. Titans, 18. Storm, 34. Sharks, 18. Roosters twenty-two, the Warriors fourteen, the Dragons twenty-one, the Knights sixteen, uh and the big shock in the weekend was the
0: Parramatta Eels twenty, the West Tigers twenty-one. Yeah, really good game as well. Yeah. And uh Jackson Hastings uh hitting the winning drop goal, which was nice to see. Yeah. Um he seemed to get lots of messages from the UK congratulating him. Everybody loved him over here. Yeah. I don't think there was a person that didn't. No.
1: So, uh, yeah, so twenty-one twenty, 20 the West Tigers uh, on the uh, on the March.
0: They reckon that's bought uh, Michael Maguire another month. A month? Yeah. Right, I'd have thought a week, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. but I read, honestly, I read a month and I thought that's odd. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, apparently it's bought him a bit more time. Okay. Yeah.
2: You'll just get another TV crew in and get another year.
0: Yeah. yeah, true, yeah.
3: <laughs> you call that a knife? This is a knife.
1: That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Right, so... I love this bit. It's my favourite part of the show, this, when we speak to somebody. We need a jingle for uh, for the for the fan zone, don't we? I'll
0: try and do one for next week. Okay,
1: because this week... There's one team we haven't featured so far. Do you know who it is? Well, yeah, I do, yeah, because I've just rang him. So, oh, that's true. <laughs> Did you know before that who it was, though? Uh, no, who it, we have not featured. No, it's Castleford, right? So I'm delighted to say that our guest from Castleford this week is Roy from uh, otherwise known on Twitter as uh, Cast Tigers Stats. Uh, so, Roy, are you there with us? Hello there. Welcome, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. Let's. Um, we we thought well we kept meaning to talk Castleford didn't we, Callum, before um uh before now. Yes. And then we thought things were a bit um a bit shaky. Uh yes, good way of describing it. Yeah, <laughs> but it seems to have uh it, it seems to have turned round a little bit. So uh I know Bobby you've been looking oh and in fact in fact you two are teammates,
2: aren't you, on the prediction league? We are indeed. We're not doing we too, are, yeah. we're, not, we're not doing too well, but bounce back with a some point this
4: weekend. No, I think I think as the season goes on it become more predictable and we'll get we'll get a I think. Yeah. It's just with it, with it being the first few rounds it, it, there's nothing to go on really, especially yeah. the first the first few rounds it was quite hard but yeah, we'll I get
1: did, there. I did make, I did make the point last week though that you seem to be more used after the games than before them. I mean. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, we're coming for you, we'll catch. You. All right, well let's start a title reign then.
1: Let's see what happens yeah. then. So anyway, on on to Cass Bobby.
2: Yeah, uh, so What's the uh, what's the mood around in uh, Castleford these days now after the uh, after the Easter weekend double you must be feeling pretty uh, pretty good
4: Better yeah um so before I've been taking a look at the like the chunk of games coming up and we had that Wigan loss um, narrow loss in March so that 32-22 with that um, quite frankly bizarre yellow card that, that switched the game which was a, a, a an, Good for the neutral, but uh, awful for both sets of fans. But then to get that yellow card, it was um, bad because I thought we were very much in that game. And then the next few games were Leeds to lose. We had Hull KR in the cup and then Wakefield Leeds. And you look at those league games, forget about the cup now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the uh, league games, you think we need to beat Leeds, we need to beat Toulouse, we need to beat Wakefield, we need to beat Leeds again. And we've done all of that which I'm quite happy about, actually. We might not have done it the the prettiest way or the most free-flowing rugby, but we have done it, so... (laughs) No, that's
3: right.
1: How confident confident were you going into the derby? Because Wakefield won a bit of a run, weren't they, as well before that?
4: Um, Confident-ish. So, yeah, Wakefield were getting up a bit of head of steam and getting some scalps, but it's... um, the the other side of that is that we always beat Wakefield, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it's it, it, there's there's that thing of just like we can't and there's this there's, there's certain squad members who will get it into their heads that we're, we're just not losing today, and then we'll drag us through the you know the war zone to get us out of the, the other end with a win, and it's um, Instead, sorts of things, often, again, for, we didn't actually need that at all. And it very um, much reminded me of Chris Chester era of just like, well, oh, same old, same old. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's, yeah. it's um, I mean, I mean, from your point of view, Roy, I mean, I mean, Daniel mm. Powell was part of the furniture really, wasn't he? For so many years. Um, yeah. And then it's a, it's a big sort of culture change as much as anything, isn't it? Under Lee Radford. And how do you assess what he's done so far and, The style of play, how has that changed?
4: Um, It's very much a different mindset. So I think DP had a, a very... This is how we were set up for every game, irrespective of the opposition. We will play our game and that's what we'll do. Whereas Lee Ratchford, as far as I can tell, does the actual opposite of that and looks at the opposition and goes... Well, this is how they play. They've got, say, you know, big men in the middle and they punch through, and then they go out to the wings. So what we'll do is we'll try and neutralise that that big thing and play our biggest players in the middle for longer periods of time. And then when we're attacking, we'll try and use the wings more to keep away from that mid ground for you know, for an opponent, for example. And they seem to look at each thing because I thought, oh, maybe we're going to in the first few rounds. Oh, maybe we're going to be an offloading team. So. I'm going to use the likes of Westy and Liam Watts and Matangi, and they're going to impact into the tackle and then pass out. And then that's going to be our route through the middle in, in games. And that's how we're going to do it. And then there was one game where we did like 10 offloads. I can't remember what it was, but then there's another game where we did like one. And I think Westy did literally one offload and that was it. And it's just like, right, okay. So we're not doing that every game then. And that's when I started to theorize how... Lee's approaching every game. I could be totally wrong. I don't know, but it's uh, looking at the statistics and how we do stuff and how we play. uh, That's what it looks like is that we set up every game for a different side Mm. and try and neutralize their threats. And that's how we're trying to do it. And I think there's a little bit of trying to work out what works best for us as well. So he's got a mixture of people that have come from his old days at Hull FC and and, and various places. And we've got other players that have been at Cast forever under DP. Mm. And, trying to work out how you match those two styles together and get something that wins because ultimately the most important thing is winning games, isn't it? So yeah. anything that, anything that works will, will be, will be fine. It might not look pretty all the time. Like, you know, the leads win <laughs> was not pretty. Um, but then, you know, wins against Wakefield and stuff where, you know, where we're yeah. in the a little bit. It's, um, you know, it's pleasing to see where we're, you know, just, intercepting at will and running down wings and doing all that sort of stuff as well
1: Yeah, I mean we've mentioned tonight on the pod prior to you coming on about the the Mm. Leeds game yesterday and that Leeds were pretty depleted but I don't think you can take anything into an Easter Monday game I think a win's a win
4: it is yeah a win a win um, someone asked me on um, the account and said when was the last time we did both Easter games and, and won them and I'm thinking oh it'd be 2017 that's where everything happens basically so I started scrolling down to that and it wasn't and then you have to go back to 2014 until we won both East, Easter fixtures and that proves how hard it is because even in our title um, our, you know league lead issue should I say not title um, but the even that, one of our most successful periods at the club we still didn't do it even that, during that period I think it was Saints who denied us then but it, it it's it's a really hard thing to do because you're fatigued from both games that so you have a prioritise one over the other and try and win one and, and then see what you can get for the second or you're, you know, incredibly dominant like Saints or Wigan would be where they're just, you know, at the top of the game. But yeah, it's a hard thing to do.
2: Yeah, yeah definitely. Where do you see uh, Castleford's bigs? strengths and big weaknesses in the the squad now? Would you look to bring anybody in? Uh, Is there certain positions you'd like to see be brought in? Or where do you see Castleford going forwards now in terms of the squad?
4: Good question. So I think, although one of our strengths is our forward pack, I'd still, I I always get a little bit like, oh. (laughs) So I think we're just on the teeter edge of having enough, players to rotate around and do all that stuff. So I would bring in probably another good prop, you know, one of those rotating positions in in the forward pack. Just so we've, we've got that cover and we've got that ability to challenge for position and things like that. Whereas I think taking Matangi off for someone like Tyler Heppy doesn't quite have the same impact. Tyler Heppi is a good player, but he, he does different things than what Matangi does. And Matangi can just literally run through people and, so certainly under Ratchford you need that running through people-esque player to happen so it's it's not loads of tweaks and things like that and, and obviously you just bring better players in sometimes but it's the, the forward back is a strength of ours but it, it's Finn, um at the moment and then other strengths I guess Gray Eden God, what a player I love mm. him and a it's always been said he has the chance, he has the potential to change a game. And sometimes that's been, <laughs> sometimes change it for the worst and sometimes change it for the better. But right now, every time he plays, it's just like, just play him every game. I know he, I know he needs to rest. I know he's got a hammy, you know, twingy injury thing going on, but just play him every game. <laughs> and, it, and it's, it's that one of, I mean, that's why I'm not a manager, but it is, that's the, the, the one of just uh, wanting to see your best players play every single week. But it, he's, yeah he's been a a, a great strength from i don't know what happened to the d p area whether he just lost his temper over too too many mistakes or what but it it's it's good to see him back in the side it's good to see him doing his his best work in receiving balls and and destroying defenses basically
2: no definitely uh, one of my stats actually tonight was that Greg Eden has now scored 100 tries in in 94 games for Castleford so you can see the the player he is and and how fantastic he's been for you for for Castleford and uh I, I think he's just a fantastic player as you said
4: yeah, he is. It's just exciting to see him get the ball. He plays his very best games when he's got a decent centre at the side of him. So if there's someone filling in on that centre role, it doesn't quite work. If he has somebody who can understand him, understand where he's running on to and understand how that ball wants to receive yeah. for Greg, which is Basically, as you taught when you like do rugby coaching, just in front of the player, he can run onto it and catch it, and then catch at speed as well. Because I can't remember which game it was. There was one game where the ball was on the floor. and He just tried to do a one-handed pick up and run, and he messed it up. And it all just went uh, all went apart. And it was going, oh, why has he done that? And I think it was Phil just complaining, going, why, why is it? Why has he done that? It's just like cast Greg Eden, yeah. he'll try He's and trying. do, yeah, something spectacular. Having those jump, jump in on ball and 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 killing it and securing the ball in possession, which is a you know, probably what you're more likely to be taught is that sort of risk player where he'll try and do that. Because if he breaks, if he catches that ball on the full and, and goes, that's it, it's try time. Yeah. Whereas, you know, we've got to do another two sets of six from that position to get another try. So he's just trying to do everything as quickly as possible. Which I don't ever want to <laughs> get out of his game if he's a man. of rather than do that and make the mistake and we try and defend it rather than him never do that sort mm-hmm. of um, world-beating um, sort of stuff. Yeah.
1: You just mentioned about having a good centre there. I want you to be missing Michael Shenton around the club.
4: So Shenton in his pomp was brilliant. I think he retired at the right time. So I think he was getting a bit a, a bit tired, and and I think he knew he wasn't able to run at his max speed that he'd been able to in, in previous seasons. So I think it was the the right time. And it's really hard as a rugby player to, work, to try and work out in a season is this the right season for me to call it a day or should I keep rolling the dice? Because Andy Lynch did a similar thing where he kept going and going and then sort of got got to the point where it, it wasn't quite working, but halfway through a season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had to keep rotating him all the time just because yeah. his body was breaking down and it was just, it, it, it'd come to the end, but it was halfway through a season where it was coming to an end. So it it judging it's a, a skill in itself, yeah, really, of so- it when to, Went to call it a day and I think he did but at the same point getting centres in I mean John Turner is a, a, an absolute beast of a centre for us yeah, just well. him yeah, and Greg Eden is just he, you know thanks very much I'll have that left side for, for every day just pair them together happy times
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely uh, so I saw this week that uh, they'd released some plans about your new ground um, how yeah, excited I know. Are, for that? Are, are you for that are you looking forward <laughs> to having a new ground are you going to miss uh, are you gonna miss the jungle How, how's that how's that gonna work out I hope they still have that sweet shot round the back of the stand
4: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what bits the, the integral bits of uh, our lovely ground they'll will, um, will maintain what well, if the toilets are going to be a uh, storage container <laughs> with your on it so it's it's good I was surprised because it, it it's it's I don't know, afterburners, it's is probably given it a strong word. It's just been put on a rubbish heap and forgot about sometimes. But it, it it's nice that there's been work going on behind the scenes to try and secure some funding for it and try and, and make it good. Um, I, I wasn't entirely sure whether it was going to work at Junction 32 because um, uh, like I think York City Night Stadium, which is a very similar sort of thing built on a development, built on a retail mm. thing, works in some respects, but if you ever try to go there and park, it is like five-quid parking, and then it's just like you can only do that for a certain amount of time, and it's all these little things. And if you're a York resident, you can you find it really hard to park there because the retail thing's got a two-hour limit. It's just a, it's a bit of a logistic nightmare, and then they, they've not quite got the transport there and back sorted, and I thought all of those problems will probably come back to, Cast and haunters. Although you get a nice fancy stadium, it'll be like, oh, how do we get there? How do we park there? Etc. Whereas we know what there is still those issues with uh, with our stadium now, but at least we know what they are. So there's like, oh, I'll just keep going to my secret car park where I put my car, and then you know everything's fine, and no one will <laughs> no one will find my secret car park, which I'm not telling anybody. But there's a, a place where I can put my car, and it's just like it. I can come back to, it and it's fine, and it's uh, not too far away from the ground. Anyway, I, I think. The, the new stadium looks good. It's interesting that some of the drawings have got, it, there's like a metal wraparound that goes around the main, um, main stand in the cockpit. And it looks like, I think there's probably going to be like some sort of painted wood or whatever, but it, it looks like they've maintained the metal bit so you can still get a brick and just bash on the back and then <laughs> and make that <laughs> noise that we do with the crowd. But, um, which I thought would be an interesting thing to keep integral to the ground, but it, it looks good. It looks flash, looks quite blocky um, in, in that sort of modern style, the inside pictures. So, from the pitch looking outwards, look very much like that new style of building, like New York City nights, yeah, They all on um, the stadium now, don't they? They, they do, United. yeah. And um, I'm not looking forward to losing that character bit of it. It, it, it. The best thing about that stadium is that it's got character. I mean, I've been in a, um, i I've been in the. I went with. Uh, I've got kids, and uh, my eldest, when she was old enough, went on the stadium tour and so Daryl Powell took it. It does like a little team talk in the changing room, and and he's just like, God, oh, I, I want to get pumped up being on a cast side or our pal talking, you know, talking yeah. to us and all that sort of stuff, and you get that sort of sense. But the changing rooms are so little; it's like being in a, uh, you know, I've played football in various places as well. It's just like it's just like being in a football, like a, a minor league football stadium, yeah. and it's it's and yeah, it's just got all those little tiny quirks and everything's just like built on top. Of it. And I mean, it's a hundred odd years; it's a Victorian you know, museum piece, basically. But it, it's it's going to be interesting having it all, like, beautiful and things. I just hope that the... I think the fans will maintain that sort of atmosphere, but it's... Um, I never wanted to be one of those kick-and-clap stadiums where... Because even in Super League, you get these places where you go and I remember Saints being one for it, but, like, you'd score a try and everyone just go clap. Yeah. Yeah, well done. And it's yeah, just it's like... It. Yeah, you don't want to lose that. I there. wouldn't... Yeah, it's just like... The, the, the great thing about Cass is that we feel it like it's, it's yeah. part of the very fabric of who we are, and, it's, and, and it means a lot to us. So when we win, the whole the whole town's just in a in a, a great mood, and then when we lose, the whole town's in a very 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 sad mood. Yeah. And um, I, I never want the the stadium to be a cause of that being lost. If you see yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. Well, mm. no, thank you for that. Right. Well, listen. Finally, we're going to put you on the mm. spot a little bit, and I just want you to give us a brief prediction about where you feel now that the season's gonna go for Castleford. Where they're gonna where they're gonna finish, what's gonna happen at the end of twenty twenty two?
4: I can't wait for this to retreat back in my face when it all goes wrong. Go uh, <laughs> but I think at the moment I looked at the table and I've looked at the results of who's above and below us. And I think fourth or fifth is a a good optimistic prediction. So there's teams above us who we've won lost against but ultimately I've got a sense that we're better teams now and have the potential to be a better team in the future. I don't think we've hit our potential yet, even is another thing going back to how Lee Ratchford does stuff. I think we're still working bits out and I still think there's that potential to get better than what we are and get everything a lot more joined up. In that Leeds game, there was loads of stuff going on. We should have put more points past Leeds and I think there's whole KR we've oddly struggled against this season. So we, we lost against with the cut, lost against with the league and only now that because I was on a different podcast and they kept, and it's a whole KR podcast and uh, they're going, Oh, we will we'll probably beat you. And then we don't, <laughs> so this gets embarrassing. Um, but there's, and then whole FC we've done uh, stuff against as well. And then we, we get up to against Huddersfield and stuff where we, we got really narrow against them, I think. And yeah. it's, all close up to that point, there's uh, Saints, Wigan, Catalan. I think it is in third, and that's all really tight and locked up. I think, but after that, I think from the Huddersfield position downwards, I think that, that's all to play for. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. Right. fourth or fifth. You heard it here first, Bobby. Do you want to do you want to yeah. make any predictions for you and Rye for the uh, prediction league
2: first? <laughs> <laughs> we're we'll coming we'll for you
1: the Perry you've yeah. got some work to do but yeah yeah we're coming you for know. you alright fair enough
2: watch your bats because
1: you're on the way. The Stats oh, team are on the way. Exactly. Yeah,
4: it's going, to, it's going to be like the 2017 season. We'll get a league leadership at some point. <laughs> and then, yeah. It won't mean anything to anybody, but we'll get it. <laughs> but
1: you get it. <laughs> well, listen, Roy, thank you so much for coming on tonight. It's been fascinating to, to hear you speak. And uh, no doubt we will speak to you again soon, won't we, about uh, all things Cass, whether or not they push... In fact, if they push up to fourth or fifth, Callum, we're getting him straight back on, aren't we?
0: Yeah.
1: And it, and, and similarly, if they go down to 11th or 12th, we're getting, you, we're getting you straight back on.
4: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if we go if we go down to eleven for twelve, it might just be me with uh, you know some alcoholic beverages and just yeah. crying. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, but you right. know, it'll be fun for it'll be entertainment for someone, I suppose.
1: Yeah, smashing. Right, thank yeah. you so much, and we'll speak to you again really soon. Okay, pleasures All All right. Right. All right.
4: Have a good one. Thank, thank you, mate. you, mate. Thanks, Thanks you a lot. Bye, right. bye. 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 Bye.
0: Well, that was a good lesson for me. Anyway, I enjoyed listening to that. Yeah. It was uh, made some really good. I, I, I especially liked his points about how they've gone from sort of how they play under Powell to to what they do now and sort of take it week by week. Or he feels how they take it week by week against whatever team they're playing now under Radford. I thought yeah. it was quite interesting. Set it up
1: differently for each opposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: thought that was really good. But um, right, I suppose we're on to our last segment of this week, aren't we? So. <laughs>
2: Forward
0: Podcast Prediction League with six again. Game. That's right. Prediction League time. And as always, we're joined by Bry. Bry, how are you? Hello,
2: boys. How Hi. are we? Hi, Bry. Hi, well. no, mate. You're all right.
1: Yes. Are we okay? We are. We are. Well, I, I was until I saw this week's scores because I thought I was going to make a tremendous leap of getting two spot-ons. But well, the rest of it must have been pretty rubbish, to be quite honest.
3: Yeah, you got two wrongs in the same in the same
0: round, That's so disastrous. everyone else caught up. Yeah, I didn't see it these weeks. Two spot-ons I got, Callum. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't see the final. Oh, I did. I was. Just I wasn't looking bit... forward to this segment. I was just perked up a little bit then after he said that. Yeah, well, I I,
1: <laughs> I perked down after last night when I read it. Would you want to do you want to fill us in on the league table, Bry? What happened?
3: Yes, so we'll do a quick one. Uh, Over the two rounds, we had four spot-ons. Carl, put your fingers in your ears. We had one from Gareth Walker for the insiders. We had one from Bobby for the stats team. And we had two in the space of about five minutes, and it was very nearly three, for Andy.
1: I know. I I, I nearly got three in ten minutes. That's what you posted, isn't it, Bri?
3: Yeah, I, it sounds like I posted it, looked down, and then realised that I was two points off. I was two points off three games as well, and I was like, oh, "Hang on."
1: <laughs> I know, I know. But anyway, what's the scores on the doors then?
3: Okay, so after the two rounds, um, the insiders are still top. Uh, they're on one eighty-five. Callum's still in second, but the gap's grown to ten points. He's on one seven-five. Andy's in third. And you'll close the gap on Callum by a point <laughs> uh, to 163. Um, I'm now in fourth with 147. Lancashire uh, in fifth with 140. The SAT team, despite Bobby's spots, one spot on, uh, now sixth with 135. And Yorkshire and Jordan, for all the stickies being given Bobby, got the worst score over two weeks <laughs> on the um and got and they bottom on up hundred and thirteen. Oh. Don't, don't get me wrong, Bobby got the worst score on the last round, but on the first round, Jordan's was really poor.
1: We kept predicting draws and stupid things. Threes.
2: Yeah. Threes leads by three. Yeah. my my Toulouse prediction was nearly uh, nearly came true Nearly pulled that one out of the bag and unfortunately they let me down last well, minute.
1: You know what to say, Callum? Yeah,
3: after sixty minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah you know what to say, Callum. <laughs> no points for a nearly.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Right. I told you, we're coming for you. Okay. Well, we better, we better get
0: on with this week's then, aren't we, Callum? I think we had, yeah. Right. Have you got the fixtures there? Yeah, I've got them in okay. front of me. Right, right. Uh, where are we starting then for this week?
3: Uh, we're going to start with the first game on Friday, which is on Sky uh, Castle Fi St. Helens.
0: This could be interesting because St. Helens, few, like we were saying before, a few suspensions, few injuries. Uh, Cast could really cause... Uh, an upset here, I think, mm. but without knowing the squads and who's actually going to be rested or injured, I'm going to stick with Saints. but I'm going to
2: say by eight. Yeah, I agree. Um, big game, few injuries knocking around for Saints, um, but and unfortunately, my uh, my partner might not agree with this one. But I'm also going to stick with Saints, and I'm going to go with uh, I'm going go with Saints by ten. Um.
1: Right, I'll go Saints by 12 because I had Saints by 8 and changed it and I had Saints by 10 and then changed it. So I'll go Saints by 12.
3: <laughs> we have a clean sweep this week. Um, representing Lancashire this week is our sulphur fan Louise and she's gone for Saints by 14. Representing Yorkshire this week is our cast fan Alison. Okay. And she's gone Saints by 10. Uh, myself, I've gone Saints by 18. And for the insiders this week, um, we have Danielle Anderson, who's a Leeds and England player. Yeah, um, she's got a first game back last week, or the week before, um, after being out for nearly three years. Three years. Um, wow. Yeah, and we we've got Danielle on this week because there's the double header at the weekend yes. uh, of the women's semi-finals, which are both on the BBC, uh, on the BBC red button. And they're both being played at Waddington, one off the other on Sunday.
1: Excellent! It's a good time to come back, and, for her.
3: Yeah, and she's gone Saints by thirty.
1: Ooh. Oh wow! Wow, that's because she plays for Leeds in the eight cast. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she's gone there yeah. in it definitely. All right, where
3: are we off? Where are? Where we off
2: next, Brian? Still on Friday.
3: Relegation battle. Leeds feet to lose.
2: Uh. I think it's a it's got to be a must-win game for Leeds. Uh, I think a big statement is needed to get them um, a gap away from from Toulouse, and for that reason, and the fact that they've had a good Easter weekend, I'm going to bat them, and I'm going to go with Leeds by twenty-two. Wow,
0: Ooh, big
2: one.
1: Mm. Uh Again, one of those things we keep saying, isn't it, I'm gonna bat Leeds but don't know why. Yeah, They've only yeah. won one game all season,
0: mm.
1: but so have to lose. And even though Leeds are depleted, I think they won't wanna finish they won't wanna be on the bottom of the table by this weekend, will they? So I'm gonna go Leeds fourteen.
0: Okay. Yeah, uh, I um Same again really. But don't know why. Don't know why. Don't know why. Um I'm gonna say Leeds by ten.
3: We don't have a full sweep on this one.
0: Although Bobby did change his mind this morning
3: and extended his leads score. Um Louise for Lancashire to lose by four. Okay. Alison for Yorkshire leads by four. Danielle for the insiders leads by eighteen. And I'm like yourselves, boys, but I think the announcement of the new coach might just boost the crowd a bit and get them on, on side It'll be leads by sixteen.
0: Okay.
1: One slip me by then. Did, did Alison tip Saints over over her own team?
3: Oh, sorry, yeah. Alison did tip Saints. She said um, she's not happy with the first two. She's not happy with tipping Saints or Leeds, to be quite fair. Right. <laughs> um, she said, Saints by 10, hurts to say. Leeds by four, hurts even more to say.
1: Oh, <laughs> Alison.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, where are we off next, Brian?
3: Saturday, 3 o'clock, Hull KR
0: for Wakefield. Um, I just think Hull okay, KR on a bit of a run again. Mm. You know, it's similar to Easter Monday, isn't it? You don't know what squads are going to be, if there's rare, even picked Even more difficult this week, I yeah, think. Um, Wakefield desperately need a win, but I just cannot see it. So I'm going to say Hull KR by 16.
1: I'm going to go the same, because I think I think there'll be one-way traffic this. I'm going to roll 26 for Hull KR.
0: Yeah,
2: I think it'll be a little bit closer, and then OKR just starts to run away with it towards the end. And I'm actually going the same, going OKR by 16.
3: Fair enough. Uh, we don't have a clean sweep again either. Louise for Lancashire, Wakefield by four. Mm. Allison for Yorkshire, OKR by 12. Danielle for the Insiders, OKR by 20, and myself, OKR by 18.
1: Louise is either going to make Lancashire below Yorkshire or she's going to close right up to the gap at the top of the table, isn't she?
3: Could be genius. Depends on what Bobby does. Yeah, it could be genius. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's that's very true, Could
1: be genius, Louise. Right,
2: where next?
3: Waddington for Huddersfield, 3 o'clock on Saturday. This is a toughie, this. Mm.
1: Toughie, this. Um, Huddersfield had a lot of players out yesterday, though, I think. Mm. Uh, and I think if they've still got those players out they might struggle but like you said you just don't know with the squads this week Uh, I'm going to go Warrington to bounce back after the defeat at Hull and I'm going to go Warrington 14
2: Uh, I'm going to pretty much go for the same reason you just did but in the opposite I think Huddersfield are going to bounce back after Monday's defeat to Saints and I think they're expected to get a few players back so I'm going Huddersfield by 8
0: Not the same way, then, is it?
2: Same reason, sorry. All right. <laughs> same, same reason to bounce back from a defeat, should I say. <laughs>
0: um, oh, I'm going to say, what did you say, by what? 14. I'm going to say Warrington by eight.
3: We have a full mixed bag on this one. Louise for Lancashire, Huddersfield by 12. Allison for Yorkshire, Warrington by four. Van Gale for the insiders, Huddersfield by eight. And I'm um, similar to Bobby. I've gone Huddersfield by six.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: Next one, Brian.
3: Wigan Salford. One o'clock on Sunday on channel
0: four. No, on Sunday.
1: Yeah, channel, or back on channel four. On, on, on week, Sunday. Yeah. yeah. On Sunday. Oh, right. Okay. Brilliant.
3: And it's getting presented by Helen Skelton. Excellent.
2: Excellent. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll look forward to that then. Um, I just can't see anything other than a, a Wigan winning this one. Uh, Salford have looked a bit poor the last few weeks um, defensively. I, I can maybe see them being a bit stronger after Wigan's Easter weekend, but I still think Wigan will be quite comfortable. So I'm going to go with Wigan by 14.
0: I think it'd, another be, uh, it'd be another big win for Wigan. I don't think they've picked that many injuries up. I think obviously Sam Powell will be out. But apart from that, I think they've got enough mm. to, to cover that. Uh, I'm going to say Wigan by 28. I agree. 32 for Wigan.
3: Mm. Clean sweep, boys. Louise for Lancashire, Wigan by 16. Allison for Yorkshire, Wigan by 18. Danielle for the insiders, Wigan by 22. And myself, Wigan by 24. I think we've got nearly all the scores covered there for Wigan.
1: Yeah. For mm. so all. So Louise and Allison have both picked against their own teams this week. That's a yes. first, isn't it, Callum? That is a first. That is a first. But uh, Danielle picked leads though, didn't she?
3: Yes, she did. So
1: saving yeah, saving the uh, saving the guests bacon, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we've got one more?
3: Yeah, hull FC for Catalan. Quarter to seven kickoff on Sunday night on Sky.
1: Wow. Oh excellent. I didn't oh. realise that was on Sky on no, Sunday night.
0: Yeah. No, me neither.
3: Tough that's
1: a I think that's a really tough one. Yeah. Catalan's got a few injuries now. Mm. Um, Hull, like we said before, how do you predict Hull at the minute? You, you just can't. It's can't almost the impossible, really. It right? is. So I'll stick, uh, I'll stick a pin in it and go Catalans ten. But I've
2: absolutely no idea, to be quite honest. Um, I think uh, I'm going to go the same way with Catalans. I don't think they're that too much of a challenge over the Easter weekend, and I think with Luke Gale gone. I think there comes a lot of pressure on on Jake Connor to step up, and I don't know if he can do it all again. So for that, I'm going to go with Catalans by eight.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Catalan by fourteen,
3: and we've got a clean sweep here, boys. Mm-hmm. Louise for Lancashire has gone Catalan by ten. Has as Alison for Yorkshire, Catalan by ten. Daniel for the Insiders, Catalan by sixteen. And myself, I've gone Catalan by twelve.
1: Surprised at that. I thought somebody would have picked Hull
3: in that lot. Mm. I nearly did, mm. but as Bobby said, it was the Luke Gale yeah. coming out, and there's no McNamara. I don't think either. So, yeah, it it leaves, it leaves a little hole for Lavuda Le, to fill two places, really. Yeah, it's yeah,
0: and in, in a in well the key position, really as well. Yeah,
1: that's right. Mm. Yeah. So. Oh well. Interesting. Uh I've enjoyed tonight. I've enjoyed tonight. Yeah. We've had uh, we've had some really we've had some really good guests on. Um well we've had two. Yeah. Oh does Bri count as a guest now? Mm, probably not. So we've had one. Yeah. We had a good, good, we had a good guest <laughs> on good, then <laughs> We had a good guest on and we've had Bri. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. But I've enjoyed tonight. I think it's been good. Yeah. Um and a good review and Planning to look forward to this weekend, and difficult again to predict what's going on with the squads and everything. So let's, uh, we could have a few uh, bumps in the road this week, I think, for people.
0: Yeah, I agree. Okay, Um, but I think that just about wraps us up for this week, doesn't it? It does. um, If you've stayed with us, uh, thank you. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Loose Forward Pod, and wherever you're going, watching your rugby league, enjoy it and stay safe. And from all of us here at the Loose Forward Podcast, it's goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.